welcome to Create Shift. If you're new here, welcome. And if you've been listening for a while, welcome back. It's so lovely to have you here. Create Shift is a podcast to support, encourage and inspire you to live your most purposeful and holistic life. It's hosted by me, Ellen of Being Change, and it's funded by you, the podcast listeners and Being Change Patreon community. I'm here to support all of us to live our happiest, healthiest and most fulfilled lives and this podcast is one of the ways in which I hope to do that. Before we get into today's episode, here's a little bit about how you can be part of the Being Change Patreon community and help support this podcast. The Being Change Patreon community is a group of like-minded people all wanting to live their most purposeful and holistic lives. This community gets access to exclusive weekly holistic living content, live seasonal workshops and full-length yoga practices and special holistic living live Q&A sessions with me. You'll also get each episode of Create Shift before everyone else, as well as advanced access to booking for any of my live events. I would love to have you be part of this community. To become a member, just head to patreon.com forward slash being change and choose your monthly pledge of three, five or eight pounds. The money I make from Patreon funds the free content I create here on the podcast, my YouTube channel, blog and Instagram and enables me to employ other people to work with me. And if you want to support the podcast but can't afford to be a Patreon member right now, you can support for free by sharing the podcast with three friends who'd enjoy it. Thank you so much for being here. Now, on to today's episode. Hello, in today's episode of the podcast, I speak with Catherine of Yoga with Catherine. And we have a conversation all about how we can take our yoga practice off the mat. So Catherine is somebody who I see as really embodying kind of living yoga in everyday life, in how she runs her business. And that's what I wanted to chat to her about because um, sometimes we can just have access to yoga as that physical practice so we go to the class that we enjoy maybe we want to start exploring how it can be more than that because yoga is so much more than that and the physical practice is only just a really tiny part of yoga practice as a whole so I hope that if you're interested in exploring how yoga can become more of something in your everyday life that you will enjoy this conversation between me and Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Hi, Ellen. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Um, So I always like to start these interviews with the same question, just as like a little, it's like an icebreaker, but just, yeah, a little easing in. So as the podcast is released seasonally in line with the seasons, we're in the spring season of the podcast. So can you share some of your favorite things about the season of spring? Mm, absolutely. Yes, I wasn't sure if you would say spring or summer, but I still very much feel that I'm in my spring. So that's yeah. perfect. <laughs> I think my favorite things at this time, definitely that spring clean. So mm. not just the home and kind of organizing your things, but very much cleansing your body. So in I like to do the body brushing. Mm-hmm. And I heard you talk about that on one episode, adding some essential oil, lemon or something, yeah. a nice body brush and having especially herbal teas that give you that good digestion mm. at this mm. time of year. So I'm trying to really sort of clear out the junk in there through the yeah. right foods, uh, the right seasonal produce. I also heard on the podcast, it was Emma talking about sorrel, Emma Newland. Talking yeah, about yeah. I landed up buying some and I've been trying that in teas or chopping it as a herb and sprinkling it on food. It's been really good. And I would say it's also with what we're going through right now. I feel this 
purging. So I guess that's a little deeper than cleansing, but mm. very much a purging of who do I really want to talk to? Who is really in my support group? Who are my mm. actual friends or, you know, who am, who am yeah. I keeping in my own circle? And I think it's, it's fine to step away from those that, that aren't showing up yeah. for you and who do I want to show up for as well. So mm. I've really been thinking about that word a lot. And I've heard a lot of people mention that idea of this purging, mm. uh, like the planet's having a good cleanse, yeah. isn't it? And nature's thriving now. But I also think that can transpose to us as well. Yeah, it's really interesting uh, that hearing you talk about the spring clean and the purging uh, in, and everything that's going on now, it just makes it so clear that it is, you know, it's really interesting that this is happening in spring and it is that is the, the season for spring cleaning and this is offering so many people the chance to actually have that whole kind of purging of their lives like what, what do I actually want to be doing like people are questioning what's important and um, what they actually need to go back to whenever well, I don't like saying go back because I don't think we can go back but mm. whatever they want to to bring into their lives again so um yeah that's really interesting okay Absolutely, do you want yeah. to just introduce yourself quickly. I know it's weird, that's the first question. And then, so we've introduced <laughs> yourself about spring and now do you want to just um, share with people just who you are and, and kind of what you do in the world? I'd love to, thank you. Thank you for that opportunity. So I'm Catherine from Yoga with Catherine, which is my global brand. And I specialize in running retreats, although not anymore, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's not really an option, but I am taking those virtually. So that's mm -hmm. very cool. Uh, but yes, predominantly a yoga teacher and I specialize in restorative yoga. I also teach yin yoga and vinyasa flow. So I'm running online classes at the moment and I'm also a mentor for yoga teachers. So currently running an online course called the Empower Program, which is specifically for newly qualified teachers, helping them in the business of yoga, but also understanding that as a teacher, you are your business. So a lot of it is doing that inner work on yourself to overcome mm. the imposter syndrome build your confidence get empowered and step into your space within the yoga industry so that's huge Great. passion of mine helping yeah. teachers yeah thank you um, and for people who are interested in that there'll be links in the show notes so you can click on those and find out more um okay so Catherine I wanted to talk to you on the podcast because I see you as somebody who very much embodies this kind of like living yoga as a as a whole full thing so more than just kind of practicing the physical yoga but just within every aspect of your life and your business um and so that's what i wanted to talk to you about because i think um perhaps a lot of people don't know about that kind of those sort of sides of yoga because the physical practice is very popular but maybe people don't really know how they can take their practice off the mat and how it might be able to help them in lots of different ways so do you want to talk first of all a little bit about what taking your yoga practice off the mat means to you? Mm, wonderful questions. A big question. Yeah. I'm trying to <laughs> gather my scattered brain right now into making a comprehensive answer of that. But we mention that a lot as teachers in mm. you do these things on the mat to be able to take them off the mat. I think it comes from the principle of making sure to fill your cup first through taking that time for yourself, through physical mo movement, through pausing, through meditation, through breathing well, to filling up your vessel to the best self you can be. And then you offer that out to others. 
So there's many ways you can do that. Yoga is so much more than just the asana practice. Asana meaning seat, or it's now referred to as like the movement part of the practice. So the work outside of it, if you, I don't really believe it is that, but that's what people understand of it. But there's also on the eight limb path by Patanjali, which is what every yoga teacher learns, these different steps to living a yogic way of life and the asana part comes further down the line and before you get to that part there are your vows your observances your breath and then it moves to the asana and then it's the meditation side and eventually reaching samadhi or oneness with one with the whole Uh, but it's a big big concept to understand and often people come first to yoga through the movement and then it's for us as teachers to offer those little seeds and nuggets of gold those bits of advice about planting the ideas in the student's Mm. head around how you can take that off the mat and really live your practice Mm. so whether that's through through the observances like you may have heard of ahimsa non-harming but that's not only to others also to yourself so perhaps looking at the way you're eating is it really serving you is it is it really serving the planet and then asteya non-stealing so obviously not actually stealing things (laughs) but also are you stealing other people's time are you an energy vampire or are you not giving people enough time and stealing away from them so there's all of these different observances and vows that yoga teachers study the philosophy side and that's that's the beginning of the journey far before the movement practice so it's for us to help students understand some of those within our Mm. classes Mm. you can teach that through the physical practice which is very very cool yeah absolutely i think it's it's really amazing when you start to see uh within yourself like thinking back to when i started practicing yoga regularly starting to see or feel that coming into my daily life and kind of like just and how it shifted my thinking or how it shifted just how i was in the world i wonder um how how did you first notice kind of the yoga coming off the mat for you like what were the kind of first things that maybe for me well I started actually with restorative yoga so I remember coming home telling my mom one day we do this thing at the end of the class where you lie there on the ground like just on your back Um, I didn't even know the name of the pose then you know shavasana Mm. I was referring to but I had no idea and I told her I've never been so relaxed in my life that I'd felt this feeling of sinking into the mat, a tingling sensation coming over me. And I was seeing pulsing purple light, like waves of consciousness. And I had no idea what was going on, but it wasn't scary. It was the most wonderful aha moment that Mm. there's something deeper going on here. So I'd actually come to yoga because there wasn't a ballet class in the area. And I was like, (laughs) right. Yoga's like stretching out. Isn't it? It's kind of like dance. I, I don't know. So I'll give it a go. And then, you know, thank goodness I did. And there wasn't that ballet class that came later. (laughs) But um, yeah, I witnessed this incredible sense of peace, of bliss, of relaxation. And I returned home like I was floating, gliding along the pavement. And I remember the more I practiced, I then felt things at work, like I'd suddenly realized, oh, I'm 
I feel my feet here walking along the ground. Mm. I had this sense of embodiment that I'd never experienced before. Like I was actually within myself. I wasn't just on autopilot up in the clouds going through the motions of the day. I was like, oh, my hand is, is moving. You know, I was, I was within myself. I was connected. There wasn't a disconnect anymore. I could feel my fingertips, my feet. And from that present moment awareness, my anxiety lowered down. So I suffered greatly from that, especially during my corporate job. I was breathing better. I was generally getting fitter from breathing well and having more stamina in my physical practice when I took up vinyasa. So many wonderful benefits, sleeping better as well and being aware of what I put into my body. So starting to respect my body Mm-hmm. by who I allowed around it, what I put inside of it, how I used it. Mm. I think that was really what I remember as being significant shifts of change from the practice. Mm. And it's like you say, when we come into that more present state in our daily lives, then we start to, yeah, kind of like maybe respect our bodies more, respect what we're doing more. And then we can start to come into all sorts of awarenesses, you know, from noticing your feet, on the floor at work for example you might notice that you're holding your shoulders really tight or you're not breathing fully and that's making you feel more tired then you might notice that you've not had a break from your screen for like three hours and that maybe it'd be a good idea to take a walk and get a cup of tea or just little things like that then can start to sort of filter into our everyday lives can't they so um, absolutely yes and I'd say on that that one big takeaway from yoga or that I'm always looking to develop is this idea between the yin and the yang side Mm. of ourselves and having this balance so I'm sure a lot of people on this podcast know about the yin yang symbol this intertwining shape kind of waves curves black and white this perfect harmonious symbol in yoga we learn that the right side of the body is the yang and that relates to the masculine fire the sun The left side is the yin side, soft, gentle, water, feminine side. But usually most of us experience life in our yang. Mm. Another way of saying that would be the sympathetic nervous system, this fight or flight, wake up, to-do list, go, 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 constantly doing action. And that's unfortunately a lot of what society has rewarded also. And, you know, women almost having to be like men in a way but yep. I don't think we're going down that route in this podcast maybe I've, another I've podcast. done it before oh, yeah. yeah fantastic okay <laughs> good whereas I've learned especially through my business that if I can be in my yin essence more and this isn't mm. so this really isn't gendered I'm talking here about the elements of water yeah, yeah, yeah. or this idea of less is more simplify mm. to amplify focus on smaller exclusive work or bigger ticket jobs and less overall stuff I found that there is so much more fluidity and creative flow and abundance merging together when I work in that yin essence and also when I conduct my life in that essence so perhaps Mm. I wake up more slowly I make my bed first I let the room, you know, make sure it smells good or I take time getting dressed or I have a slow breakfast. And then when I work, I'm so much more efficient that way by, Mm. you know, having a couple of solid hours of work. And I know this isn't possible for everyone. I'm talking here more 
I'm lucky enough, you know, I'm self-employed, I'm an entrepreneur, but less really is more. And I found yeah. working and being in that yin essence of surrender and acceptance of who I really am learning that from yoga that's really transitioned into my business and it's just it's just gotten so much better and easier since I've understood that and embodied that that Mm. balance of yin to yang which was so out of balance before in my life and I wasn't well with it whereas now Mm. the more I slow down and it's equal to the yang side when I am fired up and really active things are just so much more centered and in Mm. alignment there's so many things I could say off of that. This is one of my favorite topics of conversation. Um, good. And I, I really believe that, that that more feminine essence is what needs to come through in, in our whole world, really, and in our workplace and everything. And I do have a, a podcast episode that where I, we focus quite a lot on that. So I'll link to that in the show notes for people, um, which is Brilliant. about exploring a more feminine way of working. And it's exactly as you say, it's not gendered at all. It's to do with the energies. It's It's to do with that. And that is... Yeah, that's been a really inspirational part of yogic philosophy for me as well, I think. So it's really good to hear you talk about that. Um, have you uh, so brought that into your life as well by balancing your yoga practice with the, the yin style and the restorative style and the yang style? Do you kind of yourself find that you, when you practice, you kind of move between those two quite equally? Or yeah, how do you Absolutely. make sure, how do you use your practice to support yourself in living in that yin? kind of place Mm, absolutely well uh when you say practice are you referring to the asana or because i I think that's a key point there is i consider myself i guess yoga is my true lifestyle it's Mm. it's what i follow and i'm doing yoga now i understand as all day every day it's not like okay I, i set aside this one hour Mm. to do my practice and yes I I do love to practice and at the moment being spring I'm doing quite strong vinyasa classes actually daily and on lockdown making sure I carve out that 75 Mm. minutes to do it Uh, I have different platforms I use different teachers I like to follow sometimes I do my own thing but then certain times of the month I'm my my moon cycle I much prefer to do restorative or just have a bath with my crystals or just lie down have a nap do yoga nidra which is yogic Mm -hmm. sleep meditation um which i love to teach as well um so i really i think yoga is really tuning into the present seeing what you need each day and it doesn't have to be a set time a set practice allow that routine to change i have certain habits that i love to do especially around working I like to have all the elements with me on my desk mm. so Tell I like more. to have okay <laughs> so I have it going on now actually yeah. so air is an open window mm. I have a candle for fire earth I have show you some of them here I've got my crystals and my palo santo mm-hmm. my amethyst nice and water simple glass of water maybe with an affirmation infused which is just saying words or playing music to water i know this is woo woo but that's where i'm at that's how i am as a teacher i'm a spiritual teacher so soul teacher i'm not just into i love the fitness side of it but it's not really my essence but yeah i i think that it's just constant it's not something Mm -hmm. to remember anymore but it i have been doing this now for years so 
if your practice is reading a chapter of a book you're enjoying that day or it's going out for a walk in nature it's all yoga because it's your intention behind it yeah when you bring that intention the niyamas knowing the philosophy and even if you don't know the philosophy that's fine it's just listening to inside what do you need today not what should i do Mm. or maybe not even what you want to do what do i really need yeah and that's an interesting point actually that it might not be what we want to do and that's that's i guess sometimes the practice of yoga can teach us that as well that kind of being comfortable with discomfort and knowing that through the discomfort is sometimes that's the best path to take that's going to bring us closer to our true selves what we truly need um because sometimes we might be feeling really heavy and lethargic but it's actually for the reason that it's not because we're exhausted and we need to rest but it's actually for a different reason maybe our, our kapha energy is high for people who've been listening to the podcast for a while they'll know what that means for other people uh it's an ayurvedic dosha and i'll link in the show notes and you can find out what the hell that means uh, but then, then they might need to do like a really strong fiery practice but it's the last thing they want to do but actually after they've done it they feel great so or you know they might need exactly. to go out for a run or whatever um so i think it's that thing you're you're hitting the nail on the head there it's um tuning into what you really need versus what you might want to do and often that comes from your gut being the second brain so being strong enough brave enough having the courage to listen to your gut which in my understanding of life always knows and the times I've gone against it it's it's been the bad choice to take so now I really try to to tune in and the other way you could describe it, people like, what? Like, how do you know what your gut is saying? It's, it's your intuition. And that, mm-hmm. that muscle can really be strengthened if you yeah. allow yourself to slow down and actually listen to it or ask the question to yourself when you take a breath in the morning before you hit the to-do list or looking at your phone, social media. How am I feeling today? Like, what is going on? Where are my hormones at, maybe? Where am I, if you're a woman, where are you on your cycle? Or, or whatever what's it like outside today what's the weather doing how's that mm. affecting me like tune in really tune in and I think people confuse that they think doing that is tuning out from reality the outside mm. world but actually yoga is tuning into the reality which is which is inside mm. so a yeah. lot there <laughs> yeah I hope you're enjoying this episode of Create Shift so far. I'm just jumping in here to let you know about my Being Change Patreon community. As a member of this community, you get access to exclusive weekly holistic living content, live seasonal workshops and full-length yoga practices, and special holistic living live Q&A sessions with me. You'll also get each episode of Create Shift before everyone else, as well as advanced access to booking for any of my live events. To become a member, just head to patreon.com forward slash being change and choose your monthly pledge of three, five or eight pounds. The money I make from Patreon funds the free content I create here on the podcast, my YouTube channel, blog and Instagram and enables me to employ other people to work with me. Thanks for your support. Now back to the episode. So... Let's just give an example, a hypothetical situation. Say you, you've got in, into, I don't know if you ever would get into this state or if you're totally 
on it maybe this would never happen but <laughs> say for example <laughs> you realize that you this is something i've been doing recently actually you you've been working like all the time and actually you don't want to be so you've been more in that yang kind of thing and uh you realized because it happens doesn't it to all of us i think that we kind of come out of mm. balance with ourselves whatever um and you you realize that and you want to bring yourself more back into this yin way of living this kind of slower more feminine energy what are some things that you might do thinking of that broader definition of yoga practice as being really the whole of our days and our lives definitely well I'm glad you raised this because it is definitely a weakness of mine I tend to throw myself into work especially in challenging times it's Mm. a great distraction Mm -hmm. it also passes the time and there's always that sense of I can do more I should Mm -hmm. be doing more or you compare yourself, you see what others are doing, you know, dreaded social media. Although I think there are many positives to social mm. media that can be where it can begin. So I've been trying to stick to my saving graces, which is a play on Hal Elrod's Miracle Morning Savers. I don't know if anyone oh, has I've heard, of, heard that of that so much recently. You know, okay. things keep coming into your awareness. <laughs> Like this past yeah. month, and so just several different people. I'll link to it in the show notes for people Perfect. who don't know what that is. Perfect. Well, uh, I made up my own called saving. You know, my saving graces, nice. and yeah. grace is a really important word in my family. I actually, have a niece called Grace, uh, mm-hmm. and um, different story for another time. But grace is for grounding. So whether that's sitting, meditation for a moment, a few, you know, five deep breaths before you get up, ritual. I've described my ritual when I work, how I like to have the four elements around me. And even just making my water and lemon in the morning or really nice coffee, but taking that time over it. Mm-hmm. And then A is affirmation. So setting an affirmation for the day affirmations always begin in the positive I am so it's you're telling yourself you already are in that state so I am empowered if I feel like I have no confidence or you could even empower yourself to say the truth I am tired okay I'm tired today so maybe what am I going to do I'm going to rest a little bit just say how you are or Mm. even better say how you might want to feel Mm. And then we have, where are we up to? G-R-A-C, connection. And I think that's so vital at the, mo- at the moment. Call a friend, check in with someone, send them a voice note rather than words, send them a picture message, you know, stay in touch with your circle. Purge out the ones that got to go, that's fine. But keep that connection to your people that have your back and also have, have their back as well. Show up for people if you can, if you can be in that space. And Actually, that's something as a yoga teacher that is a struggle at this time. Sometimes that feeling of I've got to show up for people and I've got to Mm. uplift them even when you're struggling yourself. Mm. And then E is uh, elevate. And the best way I use this one is exercise. For me, I find exercise helps me. So whether that's yoga, a walk, it doesn't have to be a huge workout. I'm not really a fan of hip classes or anything that induces more cortisol in my body. I'm very much about what brings me joy. Mm. And actually, that's a good lead. And that's made me think of another way of elevating is 
something you love. So I've, mm. I've really got into Marie Kondo at this time. And that links to obviously the spring cleaning, decluttering, yeah, yeah. Or minimal, but having things nice and neat and mm. folded. And I know where <laughs> things are, but I've also recently purchased her book, The Joy, something, The Joy of Working, it might uh, be. Oh, okay. I've not but read that her one. one. Yeah, it's just come out and it's about your working life which I'm super into running my own business and just kind of any female women in business or empowerment. Mm. I love it. And it's (laughs) teaching me how to declutter my digital life, how Mm. to work more in my yin essence, I would say by clearing the clutter and then being able to focus your desktop, cleansing your smartphone. So having things in folders and not having apps everywhere and going through your phone. Mm. I just find it so relaxing just reading the book. Like I, yeah. I have done some of the things, but just reading about things being neat and tidy really helps me. And as a quite ordered chaos kind of person, I'm not naturally neat or tidy. And I do like to have these tools to support me get to that more cleansed, mm-hmm. purified state. So those are my yeah saving graces. So that play on the word grace, but that really has helped me and I like to follow that routine and it can be something different every day and it's not overwhelming I could have completed all of those within five minutes Mm. within two minutes it's just having them in my day to keep me grounded keep me rooted Mm. but I do think that some form of exercise daily really can lift you yeah definitely yeah 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 and if I know not everyone can get out right now but if you can get out into some sort of nature and anywhere where there's a tree basically and that can be the street I think like because sometimes I've got a park near me I'm really lucky and I can go walking around there and the trees like they're just they just heal you all the time um but sometimes I walk around the street and there's trees there and I just touch the trees and I still feel bad and so if people can even if you have a, a plant at home just having that connection to your plant and touching it helping it to grow I bought back some leaves with me the other day I have them on my altar just always have in my room that sense of connection to Mm. earth as well I think can help Mm. yeah tell me about your altar oh okay it's a comforting cozy special place in my room Mm. I just have my crystals I have a couple of photos on there I have my tarot cards and really into oracle cards and I'm I'm actually using this time to learn more about traditional tarot as well Mm. which is amazing and I've learned so much helps me learn more about astrology as well and symbolism from well religions my my degree is in theology and religious studies so I've always had a, a real academic interest in this field as well I've got incense there what else have I got? Got my yoni egg there. Got an affirmation card. A few things going on, and I like to change that up. So I might move things around or mm. change the when I do different readings for myself. I'll change mm. the card that's there. But yeah, is that just something? A private space. Yeah, that's something that people could do. Is why I ask. So it's something that people might not have thought about this idea of maybe creating an altar, or it might sound imposing. It might sound mm. like overtly religious or something, and it doesn't actually have okay. to be. Um, so that's why I asked you about yours. Um, because, um, yeah, it's like you said, it's just creating that kind of personal space. Um, mm. If you think of the same way, you might have a mantelpiece at home where you mm. have special photos of 
I don't know, a, a wedding, a christening, special moments in life, a birthday, anything. Think of it as, as your space. And I was part of this really lovely challenge recently on Instagram, actually, where it was describe yourself without words in objects. I and saw people, your, your thing for that, yeah. Oh, you saw that. So people put together... It's different to a vision board because a vision board is is man looking at things you'd like to manifest yeah. in the future and where you're going. This was more a vision board or objects to symbolize who you are right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. So I had pictures of surfing or a surfboard. That's what I love. Uh, there was some Cornish heather on there, Cornwall being a really special place to me. I had my mala beads to symbolize I'm a yoga teacher, spiritual person. I had shells from the beach. I'm just looking at it now because it's actually, it's on my altar. <laughs> I've got crystals on it. I've got a lovely postcard someone gave me that says boundless energy because that is sometimes how I feel. Uh, you know, the different colors mean things to me, mm -hmm. big fan of yellow and that's, you know, Manipura chakra, motivation, mm -hmm. solar yeah. plexus, sunshine as well. I love the sun tend to be yeah. usually in warmer climates. Uh, but yeah, and that, that could be a place to start is thinking of if mm. you had a few objects, you know, would it be a wooden spoon? Do you love cooking? For example, yeah. or are you an artist, could it be a paintbrush? What colors do you like? Is there... Uh, maybe a candle is going to go on there to symbolize that you are light mm, yeah. all kinds of things get creative and think differently and and then you just put them together and you keep it clean and you reorganize it and it's somewhere you can go perhaps mm. to sit and breathe for a few moments or have a break away just mm. you know, on a cushion in the corner of a ha your house somewhere yeah that's lovely um so I think from like throughout our conversation um people might have picked up that because we obviously have both studied yoga for a long time and not just the the asana the movement but the different philosophies and we've learned about the chakras and the yamas and the nayamas and all of this yeah. stuff it starts to just kind of infuse into our lives you know because you were talking about the color yellow and the manipura chakra um and you just kind of start to make these associations and it just kind of starts to to come into into your life um so i wonder what would you recommend? So if somebody's listening and they, they've been practicing physical yoga practice um, for a while and maybe they're quite into that and they know a bit, maybe they've heard their teacher share a few little things and they're interested to learn more. What would you recommend? Where would you recommend they go to? Maybe there's a book or uh, certain things you think might be good for them to, to look into. What, what would you say? <laughs> Gosh, yeah, that is that is another big question. Yeah. <laughs> I would say it really depends on what your interest is. So the more you're into this practice, the more you begin to know mm. where that is. Mine was always, it was always more the philosophy and the spiritual side. Like, yes, I've learned the anatomy and I understand it. And it is, I think the body is absolutely fascinating, but it's not my forte, if you will. And it's mm -hmm. also not the way in which I teach all the time, although I do refer to it. I'm more likely to throw in there something about the philosophy, I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, so knowing your niche areas of interest mm -hmm. and then reading about it. So for me, it was um, delving more into the Bhagavad Gita, spiritual side mm -hmm. of things, picking up. I've actually got it on my desk here. I can show you my little pocket of crystals. Mm -hmm. So learning about crystals. 
I became really interested in the moon, which I knew nothing about before mm. entering this, this field of yoga. So I bought a book by Yasmin Boland called Moonology. And then from that subscribed to her channel. And then you gradually start to yeah. see where you're being guided to. And it's being open and noticing the signs mm. that the universe puts in your place. So you were saying that's, you know, a few times now you've heard of this miracle morning. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe that's one that you're going to dive into. It's, it's when things come to you enough, yeah, yeah. you might then take notice and go into it. But I'd say also keep up your practice. And one thing I'm asked all the time is from clients who, rather than doing a teacher training, they want to learn all this stuff. Yeah without becoming a teacher mm. so i'm hoping or planning that it will still go ahead but i'm running an immersion retreat next february in southern spain in andalusia mm. that will be exactly that so it will be diving into more of the philosophy some more advanced asana practice because i remember i was so into yoga but i wasn't always getting to do the funky stuff <laughs> And then there's that thing of going on a yoga platform and learning it online with a teacher you've never met, but they can be, unless you know, you're at a point where you know what you're doing. I think they can be a bit unsafe mm -hmm. if you're not with the teacher in the room. So I'm hoping to be able to be with people in person. We will see what happens, but take their practice as well, their physical practice to the next level and also do some fun things like rituals, tea ceremony, more mindfulness and meditation daily and diving deeper into the yoga as a whole that mm. eight limb path rather than just the asana practice but there are these things out there uh, i like to invest myself in um online courses and i you know pay a lot of money to always continue to learn because the more you scale your business the more for yourself you also want to invest in yourself so you've got more to offer people you're you're i've done so many trainings now that the foundation training was just the start but i'm also always doing workshops with teachers and this isn't just physical stuff like mm. movement it's learning more maybe the science of relaxation mm. or learning more about women and female empowerment and the moon or whatever it is but i'd say if you can keep investing in learning mm. and go where your interests lead you yeah so follow your curiosity i think is a big takeaway for Definitely. people that um okay i think it's time to ask you my final question which is the one that i ask all <laughs> guests as well so it's the two-part question so it is in your your dream vision of the future what changes would you like to see people having made towards living a more purposeful and holistic life and then the second part of it is if people want to start moving in that direction what small changes could they start making right now I would love it if people would stop overlooking the importance of stillness. That's really key. Stop overlooking their need to slow down, to take rest. And I think of anything this time, this period that we're all experiencing and this global solidarity, humanity are really going through something here is a clear message in my opinion from the planet to slow down and really really take a deep look at our lives and what do we need versus what do we actually want so it would be to if you can instill those moments of stillness in your life so before you wake up and straight away transition to your yang side of flow the more mm -hmm. fiery quick paced could you take 
five slow breaths or could you sign up for that weekly restorative yoga class? Could you begin a daily mindfulness or meditation practice that can be one minute long? It doesn't have to be you sit for an hour in stillness and then see if you can take that practice more into your daily life that when you're going for a walk, you are present with your children, you are present or with your partner or even just with yourself you are embodied and really living the practice off the mat while you're moving through and navigating through life. Mm, lovely. Thank you. So would you like to let people know where they can find you online if they want to connect with you further? Thanks, Ellen. Yes, of course. So I'm at yogawithcatherine.com, Catherine, C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E. I'm also by the same name on Instagram at yoga.with.catherine and Facebook, Yoga with Catherine. All the information is there on my website for weekly classes, three classes a week, yin, vinyasa and restorative. You can also catch the replays if the live time doesn't work. I've got a meditation course available as well called Pure Awareness. And like I said, it doesn't have to be a long practice. So those meditations vary from two minutes to 25 minutes. And if you subscribe to my website, you'll get the free 25 minute yoga nidra, which could be a really nice way to start. And any teachers out there interested in business mentoring, I have my next Empower program. The wait list is open at the moment to start in October. So get in touch if that interests you as well. And I hope to be back on retreats at some point, but <laughs> yeah. for now I'm doing virtual ones. Yeah. So last thing I'll say is the next virtual retreat is on the 17th of May, which is talking all about balance of yin to yang. So both on the mat, doing a really fun, funky balancing sequence, but then also looking at your life, what's out of balance, how could you bring yourself more into balance and then we'll close the day with a really lovely long restorative practice and you ellen you're providing <laughs> the uh recipe for the lunch yeah so i am create that at home so yeah thanks. absolutely so yeah so i will put links to all of those um in the show notes so everyone can go and check all of those things out so thank you so much for joining me Catherine. thank you so much ellen absolute pleasure Thank you for listening to today's episode of Create Shift. I hope you enjoyed it and found it inspiring and supportive. Don't forget to share the episode with friends and on your social media channels to help this podcast reach more people and help them live their most purposeful and holistic lives. And if you'd like to be one of the people funding the creation of this podcast, head to patreon.com forward slash being change to become part of the Being Change Patreon community. Until next time.